watching prohibition fall down. All right, we're gonna hang out for some uh, grow talk today. Grow talk. Remember, Gross. remember the theme music. Um, which one is that? I don't remember. We should play those more often. <laughs> we should. Some of them were terrible. The first ones were terrible. Oh, I actually have. A, I always try to start the show with a little funny story. So last night I was. Uh, uh, shout out to Hanover Hemp. They sent me up some nice tincture and some CBD flour. And I was like, you know what? I used to give my old little rat dog here, really old, CBD in his food and whatnot. Um, pretty strong. Isn't it dose. sensitive? Isn't it sensitive to ask if that dog's still alive? Is Henri still alive? <laughs> yes, Henri is still alive. Barely. How old is he? Twenty? No, I don't know. Eighteen. About thirty, like man. <laughs> but I was sitting there. He could buy and... beer, couldn't he, man? He could buy beer. <laughs> what? <laughs> So like, I'll give him some CBD and his wet food. And like, he kind of like walked around it and looked up at me and was like, eh. I'm like, that's your wet food too, dude. You love that shit. Ah, right. you going for this? I'm like, all right. He's smelling the CBD and maybe noticing like he remembered last time at not Something weird's going on. So I was like, all right. Also spice it up a little. I had a little extra pork fat for making ribs in the fridge. So like, oh, a little pork yeah. fat in there. How can he resist? And still resisted. I'm like, all right, you know what? If you're not going to eat it, I'll get my other dog over here. And I then fucking thought you were going to say you would, man. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> my other dog comes over and just sits there, looks at it, sniffs it, looks up at me. I'm like, what the hell? Grab the bottle. Oh, yeah. Peppermint tincture. So they ah. have nothing to do with the peppermint. They're like, fuck you, dude. Don't care about the pork fat, the good wet food. Peppermint, right? we're not down. Oh, man. You know what I'm not down with, man? Having a dozen lighters and having them all go bye-bye. For once, this one was actually me. I was using it to clean my dab tool here. I'll talk to you. man. I can't blame Guru for shit, man. That's my right-hand man. Right. Come on, hey. <laughs> Gotti, come on. Get these going, all right? Lighter I'm not reach. the guy. Then I got to wear the, the croquis around the neck and stuff, and it just becomes <laughs> a whole system at that point. <laughs> you could have a leash for your glasses. Hell, I've even seen they got the leashes for their masks now, so people just leave them hang down here with their, you know, and get everything going on. <laughs> anyway, it's Grow Talk today. Uh, this is a show about growing some good dank cannabis, marijuana, whatever you want to call it. Show rundown built by UDDC Grower Questions from DudeGrows.com. Uh, first one, Dank Nug here. We got Purple Wreck by Scooters 3D. Uh, hey, I checked question. the comments yesterday, man. I'm actually really glad I did. But Scooters 3G was on there, and he was saying something about showing off these nugs on the show. And I just made an announcement over there, which is I'm down. My banner's been uh, getting folks on the uh, – between Banner and Rolling Stoner. We've been doing kind of hangouts with DGC, I don't know, pretty frequently. So I would love to see y'all's grow. I think that would be cool as shit. You take the camera – I'm sorry, the phone. Walk around, give us a little grow tour. Hopefully your fucking bandwidth is good. And i uh, love to see them grows, man. Right on, right on. Yeah, it's always good to, to, to chime in with some DDC and see grows. I miss I haven't toured any grows in a while. I got to get out to see some DDC grows here in Canada. I got a couple invites that haven't gotten out yet. Nice. If you think about it, if you got, I see them on TV. They got the iPhone with the wired headphones, and it sounds fucking good, man. You know, so I don't think you need any crazy technology. Sorry, I was looking, I'm like crazy technology, and I'm like, what the hell? That's your Dynavap? No, no, this is the, this. Oh, I, I couldn't the, see what the hell it was. Wolf Grinders, a scorpion bowl. Right. It's not a bowl. It's a Swiss Army Favorite knife. bowl. Mm-hmm. Metal on the outside, glass on the inside. Uh, um, it's a mini molasses. Hey, my, my 
bowl like that stays in my hiking bag. It's awesome for like if you're just out <laughs> real quick, flick it open, you can close it back. Every time I grab the camel pack for like, you know, starting the season, like I I think I haven't gone biking once because it's just warming up to the warming up or the snow's melting. And I'll just grab like there's two camel packs because I don't know, whatever, because they get gross. And I look inside, there's always a bowl and like some like a riding version, like a aluminum foil with some nugs in there and a little bit of hash or something. It's kind of funny what you find in there. Nice. Don't make excuses. You can ride 365 in Colorado. It just depends on what's going on. Who the hell wants to, wants to ride when it's muddy and snowing? I always talk to you about that. I'm like, you know, it's supposed to be fun, dude. It's those dudes with like the super fat tire bikes, too, that you see just biking when it's snowing, bundled all up. It does yeah, not look fun. It doesn't look all. fun, man. Uh, By the way, hang on. on. There's a girl that jogs 365 days a year. And it's weird, okay? So don't fucking tell me to do it, man. We stay here 365 days a year. Like, what are you running from, sweetie? Grower questions. Molasses. Is there any substitution and what week to use? What week to use up to? Um, or what week to use is the best? By Sensi Mia. Sensi. <laughs> That's pretty uh, good. Vegan organic questions by Lina Lul. Lina Lul. Lina Lul. Fool. And we've got a good L- linalool. That's a terpene, bro. I studied a, a list of the 19 terpenes I was supposed to know. Linalool. Isn't that the one, the lemon floor cleaner one? I got that right. That Maybe would be not. limonene or pinene. There's two, The One's lemon and then one's lemon floor cleaner. <laughs> you like whiff it? You like take some hops of it? Can't say pledge. All right. Say pledge and you're in trouble. Hanging fan hack by Bob and the grow hacks. This one's awesome. One of my all time favorites here. Uh, and one more grower question HLG bedroom <laughs> lighting by Mid Michigan Green Thumb. What's okay. going on in our growth? <laughs> I got a couple things. First off, I'm going to take you into dogrows.com forward slash support. If you guys want to support this show, member supported, listener supported. It's actually a Dave Matthews band album called Listener Supporter, but I'm not going to say that because Guru doesn't like Dave Matthews at all. Hey, fucking cock block my first date with me and my wife, man. I don't like him either. I think he just sucks. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. Been to some shows. I won't say sucks, though. Uh, regardless, <laughs> if you want to, listener supporter, dudegrows.com forward slash for $10 a month to get access to the Dude Grows member page where you can learn how to order your free seeds from seeds here now for new members, 30% off real growers recharge, uh, big giveaways, big time pulse grow pro coming up soon. I think the 24th year of May, we're going to announce the winner. I'll send a message out to all you patrons over there on Patreon. If you want to get entered to win that, just log in, comment on the top post titled pulse grow hookup, and you'll be good to go. I'm still waiting on mine, man. Oh, I got my regular pulse one rock. And if you guys don't know, there's two models. Pulse has a pulse one and a pulse a pulse pro. Difference right. between the two is the Pulse Pro is going to measure CO2 and PAR, but even the Pulse One gives you peace of mind for your grow as far as temperature, humidity, uh, notifications, light on notifications, power outage notifications, yes. BPD oddest point notifications, emailed or messaged to you, and you can really enjoy the within app experience. Banner out, man. Dude, the team is fucking gelling over here, man. Fuck yeah. Fuck you there. Sounds oh, good. Yeah. I just 
Oh, j- just the, uh, you're up there, man. So I gotta, I- I'll hook you up. But man, Rolling Stoner's been getting us all sorts of DGC to talk to. I've uh, been talking to breeders, kind of stockpiling those a little bit. Banner is the, you know, he's totally into that. So he's been hooking us up. Uh, Matt Riot hung out with him yesterday. It's fucking cool shit, man. Things are growing, man. I guess I'll take that. That's a good chime in here, considering that, yeah, the team is taken care of by you guys supporting the show. So check out what we got going on. Dugros.com forward slash support if you like. It's coming at you five days a week. So let's do this. Let's do the grow talk here. See who's growing some dank. Okay. Everybody's growing some damn dank these days. <laughs> this is Purple Rack by Scooters 3G. Yeah. Uh, chiming in says, was good DGC fam. Was good. And Oh, hold on. I'm going to move my, adjust my page here. Here we go. Purple Rack. That's my name for her. Gone deep purple. I've been using the dude's technique of dropping my temperatures the last few weeks. Um, so he's talking about the last few weeks of flower, especially when I had my uh, smaller grow room with a mini split in it. I could bring it down to 60 like that. Um, and I, hey, I was just defending that, man. I was Somebody was asking me, it was just yesterday, about lowering the temperatures. And I was like, yo, I thought that was the dude's secret back in the day. You used to have super colorful, super dank, good tasting weed. And uh, I remember it the last week. It was fucking cold, man. That's not always what happens in nature, but a lot of times I think it's telling the plant, hey, fall's coming. You're going to die soon. Do some shit. Uh, also introduced or in, introduced a couple of ice water flushes, and I think that did it. I've never done ice water flush. We've talked about that on the show. I'm not against it. I think it's bro science. I don't know. Guru, what was the quick hit on I, that? I, like, I think it's fucked up. You have it happen to you, right? I, you're like, hey, I you're going to die soon. Jump in some ice water. I know that Duke Diamond uses that specifically as a way to herm, herm test plants to try and stretch them to the extreme to see if he can get them to uh, change sex. But it, it doesn't know. Yeah, it, it is just a major stress on the plant. Um, some plants phenotypically uh, respond differently to stress and sometimes positively. Cannabis is pretty amazing that way in its ability to deal with different stresses that it encounters. Um, but just as a general rule of thumb, that's probably not going to be a good thing for the plant. We, I, I can still be convinced, though. Only one way to find out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. deal. Deal. So... In a garden full of green, she sure stands out. Running perpetual, I'm just freaking giving her. DGC for life, what do you all think? This is day 61, full on DGC beast mode. Much love to all the DGC fam. I think it looks great, man. Gorgeous, man, gorgeous. Come on, show me around that growth. That's beautiful. Heck yeah, dude, looking nice. And I don't know why I'm such a sucker for some, oh, sorry, there's another picture. Whoa, dude, you got some good looking sized flowers on that thing as well. Um, yep. A little bit about the author, Scooters 3G. Dude, you scroll down and see the last picture is fucking nice. That's man. the one, yeah. Woo. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is uh, Scooters 3G from Kelowna, British Columbia. Canada is my home. I love the bud culture. Me too, my friend. Uh, new to growing, here to support and learn. Cheers, everyone. All right. Excellent, man. Excellent. And joking when you're talking about the bud culture here in British Columbia. It's been here for a long time. Even when yeah. we came up here, Scotty, and snowboarded, remember? It's like, dude, getting some of that. We want some of the beasters, man. Give me some BC bud. Give me some yeah. that kind bud. Like, damn. 
I used so. to like the Beasters back in the day. It was like the difference, like it was 300 something, maybe $300 an ounce for uh, like homegrown kind bud. And then it was, I don't know, maybe 180 bucks an ounce for this. These nice like Beasters, they looked like kind bud. They just looked like they were in a suitcase maybe for a while or something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> However they got down here, man, it didn't look like it was fresh from your buddy's house, but they're fucking good. I remember compared to Reg, Fucking hell yeah, oh, yeah. take those beasters, man. They were delicious. I've just been um, smoking a little bit on this uh, straight so far today. The only thing I've smoked is the CBD, and it's been the, uh, which one is it? It's like uh, catnip something. But, man, I think it might be making me a little too, hmm, for the show. Like, I'm not feeling negative. I'm just feeling like I can sit down and watch a movie. <laughs> bro we were talking about cbd i asked you if you ever just woke up with like your legs aching or something and it happened to me that day it was like it jinxed me i went to sleep that night wake up <laughs> at like five in the morning like my fucking knees hurt man you know and i went and took some cbd i went back to sleep when i woke up i felt better i did take a shitload man <laughs> well let's get this uh first girl question here molasses is there any substitutions and what week to use is best by Sensi Mia? Okay. Okay. Um, so let me do some narration on here. So, so, so even us experienced growers need some advice once in a while. Is there any substitution for molasses and what would be a good week to introduce molasses? I'm about four to five weeks into flower and I or I'm a, yeah, and lost count. Well, you don't want you don't want to lose count. Like you, you want to keep that count. right. Yeah, you know what though? Fuck it. You can judge it by trichomes. You know when you're close to the last week. You know when that shit's coming to harvest. The strain I have running is Ethos Skunk Hero, a commercial legal grower and medical grower in Washington State. Says appreciate any advice, guys. Expect to see some dank nugs competition entries soon. The girls nice. aren't ready yet. Nice. All right. It's not a competition. It's cooperation these days. All right. But we'd love to see some dank nugs and get you on the show to tell us all about them. Well, what's uh, up okay. with uh, I, molasses? Some people. First off, okay. I want to say we're feed, we're we're feeding microbes. We're not trying to sugar up the buds. That's the first thing I'm I'm thinking as a new Thank grower you. with molasses. But. Yep. Yeah, plant can't uptake molasses. It can feed microbes and the microbes can bloom and uh, then they can uptake nutrient that's in the soil and deliver it to the roots. Uh, it's actually funny because uh, molasses is a sugar. The plant actually makes a sugar and pumps it down through the roots. It's actually really cool. The plant will make a lot of different sugars depending on which microbial communities it's actually trying to bloom out, which is kind of crazy. Like it, it, not like a conscious decision, right? But the the plant doesn't always put out the same types of sugars. It can make different types of sugars and release them as exudates. But it will make an extra ten percent. But it's not always the same type. They're saying it might be closer to thirty percent now. They're like, we we might have underestimated that. But anyway, sugars feed microbes. They're made by so if they're made by the plant and sent down to the roots, they're not absorbed by the roots as far as the the sugars themselves. Just that is a very good point, dude. There is a little bit of uh, fertilizer aspect to molasses. Um, it does have a little bit of sulfur, sulfur in there, right. which can, it, and it's 
probably my ex- what I think is why people like to use it at the end or have thought of that it like a ripening agent or it sure. helps make their buds danker. Is it that little bit of extra sulfur going on? Could have been like one of their yield limiting factors as far as like terpenes or cannabinoids. Right. It is important for the creation of a lot of those secondary metabolites. But we it all, is increasing that that way. We all use unsulfured blackstrap molasses though. So that's I did a little bit of research before the show on that. Unsulfured blackstrap molasses still has sulfites in it. Um, when they talk about sulfur molasses, um, they're cutting immature sugarcane. They have to preserve it with uh, some type of sulfate, right. so that it, it, it. So that's the sulfur that they're adding to it. It naturally, in a mature sugarcane, produces those sulfites. Interesting, man. Sugarcane in Florida is a big deal, and you can just smell it. They just light like they light like the leaf and this waxy coating on fire. So they'll just burn a huge field of sugarcane, and it's a weird fucking smell. Then they got these trucks go up and chop it into little sticks about that big. And you just see trucks on the highway with these just huge trucks of black little twigs, man. Burnt twigs. <laughs> it's fucking the sugarcane industry. It's weird. Uh, well, I got a comment in here from, uh, and thanks everybody for commenting here. We've got some good help from DTOM420, Gigawatt, uh, Trippin' Billy, and SC Dungslinger79 says, I've been using Granny's Molasses for so long, I can't remember why I started using it. Kind of like Super Thrive. When we find something <laughs> that works, we don't change. When I found Recharge, it changed my game for the better, but I still add Super Thrive and molasses. So do you hide your Super Thrive bottle? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I put a fucking, like, I don't know, a mil in per gallon, and uh, because it fucking works. You're right, man. Uh, and and SC Dunklinger is always changing up his, his sayings here. Recharge, the fourth mac- macronutrient. You aren't OG, Love. Scotty, unless your first joint was in Zigzag Wheaties. Zigzag <laughs> Wheaties. This cannabis taught me the metric system before it was taught in school. I, I like that, that dude. I love that one. <laughs> it, but if you are using Recharge out there, I mean, there is enough, enough of the dry, soluble molasses in Recharge that, I mean, you guys always say there's no need for you to buy a separate bottle, correct? Yes, absolutely. And it's in the right proportions for the amount of microbes that are in there. Um, I do have to ask, why would you want to substitute molasses? Is that the idea of like maybe you use honey and it's a sucrose versus a, a glucose? Well, no, that would be a fructose honey is and then a glucose is molasses, right? Honey honey is fructose and glucose, I'm pretty sure. Honey is actually a really complex thing um, made like en- enzymatic, is, enzymatically by the bees. It, they're like true, pure honey does not go bad. They found uh, like honey from the ancient Egyptians in mummies' tombs that like that honey is still completely edible. You just have to heat it up in a microwave and it's good to go. No, it's still going to taste exactly the same. It self-preserves itself. It's fucking crazy. Who's the guy in the archaeological dig that's like, oh, fuck it. I'll try some. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, it's safe. Go for it. It's anti antimicro- honey's antimicrobial too. It has a lot of like weird properties to yeah, it, it sure that does. are more than the sum of just being some sugar for it sure. It sure does, man. Honey oil. Honey oil. I only eat the what is it? Mela something honey from New Zealand. The premier <laughs> Some really good stuff is heather honey. Heather honey, uh, the bees feeding on the nectar from heather uh, actually prevents them from getting those gut microorganisms that are like the cause of colony collapse disorder. Um, It could be a cure for that. They got mushrooms to do that too. We're digressing. You think there's any difference in the microbes? I'll bet you there's got to be a minor difference in which microbes are going to like. You know, there's all sorts of colonies that bloom. 
you think there, I don't, I don't know anything about the molecular difference of those two sugars, but you think it could change the flavor by changing a little bit of microbes? I, I, I Googled this and I tried to, tried to find it. Uh-oh. Now they're listening. <laughs> I tried to find out information. I found out like one scientific paper that was kind of over my head, but I didn't really find anything saying that there would be a difference. It's not a flavor difference. There will be a difference in the microbial consortia around the roots but for sure. You don't change, think that would the flavor? Sugar. At least it certainly could. Uh, no, I, I don't think that's going to affect genetically what the plant is able to do uh, flavor wise. Um, no, I, I don't think it's going to change the flavor at all. Cool. It was a good fucking conversation. I like using different sugars. Like I've said before, uh, it's from Fox Farm has a line called Bush Doctor. It's like uh, different liquid nutrients. And I forgot which sugar they have. But it was from derived from beets. So I'm like, why not? Maybe there's some microbes that, you know, maybe it will change the, right, the right. profile in the end with something different. So I like to try and use some different sweeteners, if you will. So, Dude, I'm Googling that. Beet sugar? It's pretty cool. Well, no. Oh, fuck. No, I'm so sorry. Sugar either comes from cane or sugar beets. Out in California and stuff like that, they farm sugar beets. And it's the same shit, man. Pretty much in to some capacity, every plant makes sugar that you could extract. Like a maple tree does. We get maple syrup from that. Mm. Um, there's lots of different plant sugars and like a diverse range of them. Uh, could be beneficial in terms of like uh, more diversity in soil, in my opinion, is always a good thing. So. Bro, I learned that from Modern Marvels. Sure. What about... Sugar in the raw. I remember some growers, and I worked at the grow store. That was their trick. Like in the That's end, it's got molasses in it. The sugar in the raw. The reason it's that color. It has molasses. What they normally do with sugar to make it white, they spin it in a centrifuge and they separate the molasses from the from the cane sugar. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there's your answer, dude. <laughs> um, I was trying to look up uh, the the product to help people for the Bush Doctor name. Oh, Bembe, Bembe, B A M. B-E-M-B-E. Precisely created with a complex array of sugars and nutrients designed to help plants achieve sweetness qualities. Regardless. Um, <laughs> it just reminds me of us designing labels. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to say? It's important. Good comments here. Let's treat these comments with some respect. The first one from Darth Vapor. I want to treat this like uh, I'm working at the grocery store and the guy comes in. And he's like, look, man, I only got like five minutes, but explain this to me because you can go deep with this one. Darth Vapor says, what's going on? Go over the equipment checklist and set up for sealed rooms, please. And go over some vegging techniques for monster roots. So okay. that's fucking open ended. What do we got? Let's do an hour on this, man. <laughs> I can tell you <laughs> but right now. Uh, the equipment checklist. I always go over the main ones that you're gonna be like, oh, damn, I didn't know that. That breaks my budget. Dehumidifier, humidifier, AC, CO2 regulator, CO2 monitor, controller. Jesus, Uh, really? If you're in a sealed room. All right, sorry, you go, man. (laughs) Maybe not the humidifier, depending, but usually part during part of the grow, it depends. Um, And uh, those are the main bigger pieces of equipment that you got to be concerned with because you're controlling all that environment. You're not relying on any air exchange. Right. Which, what is the negative of air exchange, depending on what time of the year it is? Sometimes you can't control your environment well when you need to air exchange your tent and the air coming in is too hot, too dry, too cold, too whatever. Right. So that's why, that's why sealed rooms rock. And after you make that initial investment, you're going to love it. Once everything starts, all that equipment's working in harmony and, and going along, it, it's, it works well. Ooh, works one last well. piece of equipment carbon filter. Going yeah. to probably want the carbon did filter. Did you guys make some lights? Mm hmm. Well, you did? Oh, yeah, sorry, yes, lighting. lighting. But that's, that's one of your biggest investments. I would start with, even if you can't afford to light the whole room up, 
I would start with the light, man. And I guess you're gonna need an air conditioner, a sealed room. You're gonna need an air conditioner and you will need CO2 in a sealed room. It's gonna, they're gonna run out of CO2. You got it, you got it. So price out all that stuff and um, you will enjoy, enjoy. And carbon filter guru, I will say, I haven't used a carbon filter. I mean, I've lived in Colorado and now British Columbia. Like, I I mean, sometimes- It depends, man. You're announcing it to your house, if not. Yeah, sometimes you might have, you know, a neighbor up the street that's a police officer, nosy old guy across the street, crazy religious family right next door. Like, there's times where, like, you want a carbon filter. Just if your kid's friends want to come over or your fucking mother-in-law is visiting and you're like, you know what? For 300 bucks, the whole house doesn't have to stink like weed. All those reasons I agree with, but do not apply to me because my veg tent is in the house. It's a two by four and it's only two by four. It never stinks up the house. It's a veg tent. My bloom tent is secured in the garage. My kids' friends come over. They've seen it. They've looked through the window. They all know I grow. It's like so nonchalant here. Like it's totally just, they don't care. I tell you what, you are right. In a truly sealed room, like guru, we have no stink coming out of that room. It is fucking sealed like a refrigerator. The way you told, you were like, how the fuck is this guy building that room for six months? Dude, you can close <laughs> doors and they're led the doors from veg to bloom are fucking light tight. You don't need, yeah. it's just nice. insane. You don't need a curtain or anything like that, man. You don't, the CO2 just ran out. The first bit of CO2 just ran out because it's like fucking growing in a refrigerator, man. You know what I mean? It's like that sealed. Yeah. So it's a trip. I like it. Uh, and then tips for, and Darth Vapor, like we're summarizing here. Of course, we could talk about sealed room things forever. If you Google, not Google, actually go to dudegrows.com, use the search bar there and put in sealed room. You'll find a bunch of articles. Um, going over some vegging techniques for monster roots. I don't really, I mean, grow healthy, strong ass plants. I don't really have a technique to give me monstrous roots. Using microbes definitely help out. Stepping you know, them up though. You know what I mean? Starting from that cup, letting that cup fucking proper root, transplant root out, times and sizes. And if you really want to, man, so there's not a bunch of empty space you're waiting to fill in. You bust it up to a one gallon. You give everything enough veg time. All you need to do is have lead time while your other shit's blooming. This stuff's getting ready. But from a one to a three to a five to a seven or whatever, you know, maybe one to a three, you might be able to skip the five. Just go right to a seven. But it depends if you want a fucking huge plant. If you just want to grow a three gallon with nice roots, you know, just yeah, you can certainly do it. Don't make me say recharge, man. But you just fucking give it a decent amount of food. It, I don't know. I'd say six to 800 ppm at least. Uh, let them roots grow and give it a shitload of microbes. If your plant's healthy and growing strong, your environment's good, you're going to get great roots. I can give a shout out here to Radical Bags. Thank they you. they got a badass a container good... um, for air root pruning at GardenGearSupply.com. Radical Bags. Coupon code DUDE will help you out. But the only thing I also will say, I have had... Some growers, if you're used to growing in nursery pots and you go to a radical bag style where you're going to have all the fine holes there, your irrigation needs will change. Depending on how hot your room gets, you're going to need to water more. There's more you know, air available. There's more oxygen available to the root right. zone and the root tips through all that side there. So keep that in mind, stepping up or changing it up, and that should help out. But man, I did some diagnostics. Remember, I told you something, you know, some shit wasn't looking right in the grow. And mm-hmm. when I pulled the plants up, sure enough, they're in a five gallon container. They've been there for probably two and a half months at this point. You know, they're a few, quite a few weeks in the veg, I mean, mm-hmm. in the bloom rather, spiraled roots. You looked, I was like, fuck, I really got to figure out a way to use octopots with this, man, because 
uh, did I say Octopot? That was the first one I used. Uh, uh, some kind of grow bag or whatever. You know, I have to have to use something like that because it has to. I I got to get rid of those uh, spiraling roots and do some kind of air root pruning like the the bags do. I don't know if, if I can do it with a radical bag. It might just be too fucking aerated. I'll give it a whirl. All right, man. Can I take this next one? Because yes. Randy Bobandy, thank you. I really appreciate the information. We're all learning in public. And I've been having a couple problems with a few hempy buckets. Some of the plants just look like shit. And I'll get to it in what's going on in our grows. Uh, but Randy Bobanny. Uh, hey, Scotty. Hempy himself uses 50-50 perlite vermiculite because the vermiculite wicks and holds way more water than perlite. You might want to experiment with different levels of vermiculite in the mix to help with wicking. Vermiculite also has shitloads of silica, so much that vermiculite is my only silica supplement. And thanks, Dr. Bruce Bugby. Uh, Dr. Bruce Bugby, I actually was, was cruising the, you know, put like cannabis in, and he is uh, very interesting. There's some stuff you kind of got to dive into it, man. But if you want to learn some science, I guess pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you know what? I am a little bit, I just never have used uh, vermiculite. I don't mind trying it. It sounds like a good idea to try it. I what still, is it made from? I, it's some kind of like mind mica or something like that. Uh, if I'm, I don't know. I thought it was something like that. And uh, yeah, I still don't want to abandon the cocoa. I really think I've been experimenting with like a 50-50. No, actually, I'm wrong. About 30% cocoa. And I do heavy it up with some earthworm castings. But I've had success with hempies before. I think I might have fucked up some of, some of the fundamentals. I'll talk about it in a minute. I thought they were supposed to be the easiest system. Or, um, like I said, the, you're going to talk about Sitting it on the I, floor, having a little hole in it and uh, having it drip out the hole when, uh, when you water it too much. So it's really just a dual root zone. That's super simple. I was just trying to make a system out. Why the hell would I not overcomplicate something simple, dude? <laughs> well, you know me. <laughs> By the way, vermiculite is the name for a group of hydrated laminar minerals, aluminum, iron, magnesium, silicates, which look like mica. Uh, I, right. it, yeah. Would Jeopardy give me that answer, you think? Um, I just thought of that. I just didn't think of it at the time. What is mica? All right, moving on, moving on to uh, another Grow Talk question here. Yes, Vegan sir. organic questions by Linalool. Linalool. You know what? Linalool. I, I can't fucking, I learned it from looking at it on the internet, so how the fuck would I know how to pronounce it? Uh, it says, what's up, guys? I got some questions on soil mixing for you. I've been growing for the past year or so. And it was recently decided I want to stay away from a lot of animal-based products like bone and blood meals, guanos, etc. We just talked about that. Um, I picked up some down-to-earth vegan mix, three, two, two. First, let's before I continue, let's see what's in this this vegan mix. Familiar with down-to-earth products, they got a bunch of shiz uh, blends. This is derived from soybean meal, neem seed meal, alfalfa meal, rock phosphate, langmanite. I think I got that. Cream sand and kelp meal. Um, with X as a 322 on the MPK. Also contains humic acids derived from Leonardite. Leonardite, I thought it was. I know. That's that's where almost all the humic acid comes from. All right, Leonardite. Like Leonard, the name Leonard. I don't know many Leonards. Leonards is not a common one. I don't think anymore it is, is it? So that sounds like a decent mix of nutrition. Moving on to the question here, it says... Their soft rock phosphate 
he added as well, which is a 0300 and Langbenite, which is 0022, which are both already in that 322. So maybe a little. Well, like, hang on. It looks like just a tiny bit. Langbenite 0022 there. So that's a shitload of potassium. I actually, I knew a little bit about Langbenite. You can just tell from the numbers it's potassium, but. Here I Googled, ready? Uh, Langbonite's a mineral that's made of important nutrients for plants, potassium, magnesium, and sulfur. So, it's a, you know, it's good to get some magnesium. We learned that calcium uh, and magnesium are different things, diff different nutrients. So it's kind of cool to get potassium, magnesium, and sulfur. Sulfur, I do believe, brings on a, a, a nice stink, a nice element to the plant. Okay. Says, uh, I plan on using these three products with ProMix HP, some worm castings, and maybe a little more aeration like pumice or rice hulls. Uh, I know rice hulls rock loaded with silica too. I was trying to get a, a bunch of those. I'm sorry, I was trying to get some, and you had to get a truckload of them because they're not really popular. Or at least I couldn't find them. Aren't years they ago. They break down they the silica. Good. No I'm royal sure gold. I think had some in one of their mixes. It was a, little, a really a lot lighter mix, and so you had to be on top of irrigation. I know the rock phosphate can take a while to break down, so I plan on using some type of phosphorus-leaning microbe product like Rootwise Biofoss or Tribus, and of course a Recharge. And yeah, love yeah. you. Oh, no, hang on a second, man. Recharge is a, a phosphorus-solubilizing microbe product. I will say, uh, Trichoderma is. Absolutely a phosphorus solubilizer. It's built uh, as instead of like all of those are just straight up like they're phosphorus. Like the, the microbes that are in there are to right. liberate phosphorus in soils. Recharge has a lot of uh, very general ones and then ones that uh, are specific like that for phosphorus. Specific but bacillus is For well. specific ones for sulfur and a lot of different types yep. of microbes to where like it doesn't have to be a separate like bloom right. and regular one. We can skip recharge it up. Sorry, man. I just I just had to get that out. Okay. Sir. But um, uh, is, yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to be growing in 15 gallon fabric pots. My real question is real question here. If anyone has any experience using these products, how much to use per gallon? Top dress before flour? How long to let it cook? Or just anyone's experience mixing using vegan organic soil? And I don't know if I said the base mix for this is going to be Pro Mix HP, which is a peat perlite. Right. Um, and I think that he's going to do fine mixing. The, can I feature Soup's comment on here? Because he did a good Please job. Please do, because this is beyond, beyond my uh, knowledge, sir. Soup says, I actually used that mix for a while. One of my first homemade soil mixes was one part cocoa, one part compost, one part perlite. It says, down to, and, and plus, down to earth vegan mix at about two to four cups per cubic foot. The main limitation of the mix is the phosphorus. There just isn't a... Aaron rock phosphate is more of a slower release type of thing. So it's not readily available. So basically phosphorus is going to be the first thing you run out of and start to have deficiencies. I found using mammoth pea helped a lot because it unlocked a lot of the rock phos to make it more available. But I also experienced adding more soft rock phosphate to the mix, but it started to get concerned about the heavy metal content. So good. He eventually soup had to get out. He's like, I couldn't keep it all vegan. Um, it says instead of trying to do the, the whole mix vegan, I started to use crab meal. Crab meal is a great source of organic phosphorus, and it adds a lot of other benefits like chitin and lots of calcium. All right. He got kicked out of the vegan coffee shop. They were like, "Fucking use a crab meal." <laughs> crab. I'm sorry, you have to leave, man. Um, I dig that, man. Crab meal, um, the chitin source. So uh, good tip, soup. And uh, I hope that mix. Otherwise, he asked about top dressing. 
kind of got to watch your plants and uh, know you're probably that, that's not going to last you the whole grow especially at certain points when I say what the first two weeks, three weeks of bloom when your plants are transitioning and stretching like crazy. Um, they can be a little bit hungrier than other times. And so you got to keep on top of that and usually top dressing just a little bit. You don't burn with or have too many issues. So, so hard to fucking concentrate when there's a helicopter hovering over the house, man. He right. left, uh, but he left. He just fucking cruised by, man. They bother me. All right. Boosted Gardens, uh, thank you for the help in the comments as well. And uh, yeah, DTOM420 chiming in. A really good comments here and good advice on living soil. Uh, even a video link from Snickle Fritz. <laughs> I love that one. I love that. All right, moving on to uh, Recharge, man. Recharge it up. You heard uh, about I it already in the show. We don't have to go deep. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we already did it, man. If you want to get your hands on some, realgrowers.com, coupon code DUDE, Canadian Growers, you can hit up rechargecanada.ca. Uh, check it out there. It got some different sizes in now and uh, always some different specials. Like Scotty, you do free shipping. Uh, I got free shipping specials. and Free man, shipping on a pounder I got, man. Free shipping on gotcha. a pounder. And if you're GGC, don't forget about that 30% off kicking. So yeah, check definitely. it out. Or yell, you have to at your Amazon Prime system, and it'll come to you in a couple of days, I believe. I don't, yeah, I don't hate Amazon, man. They're loaded up. They got the recharge. Right on, right on. Grow hacks here, man. This is a video. I'll explain what it is for people listening. This is badass. This is in from uh, Bob. It says, a little hack that could help others. The fan has been happily hanging in this position for a long time with no issues or tangling of cables. The fan is set on low speed with oscillate on. We're looking at a clip fan that has a very common two speed features and it can oscillate and he has hung it from his tent. So play this video, it's badass. I mean, look uh, at that. Uh, <laughs> no, if I do this, they probably can yell at me, tell me I can't touch the grow anymore. The fan is just basically <laughs> circling all around the tent and hitting all the areas. Like, yeah. I am going to try this hack because it's pretty. I'm going to the grocery store today. I dig, I'm, man. I dig. I'm, like, it's, that's brilliant. You would. Brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if that's brilliant or insane, but uh, all right, I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, he just has that's it the tied up I there. That. Um, yeah, you know, I've actually found I'll go for, uh, you know, I'll go in my grow and grab it, but I have these pretty cool fans that go this way and this way in like a cool, like kind of figure eight pattern. Uh, they're pretty cool for moving a lot of air. Those are usually always broke for me. But did you yeah, notice that fuck. there was no cannabis plants in this tent? I did. I did. <laughs> yes. That's okay. It's okay. At least I have one. Come on. For, for just, you, know. you know, you know, that's his like herb tent. You know, he's got, that's a multiple tent gardener okay, right there. Fair enough. Bob, I like the hack. I love it. Yeah, and Bob's your uncle. Come on, who says that? <laughs> got That's Aussie man. Uh, veg room here. HLG veg room lighting question by Mid Michigan Green Thumb. And if you don't know HLG, this is Horticultural Lighting Group LEDs. Says, what's up, crew? I'm replacing my thousand watts with HLG in my veg room. The room is 11 foot wide by 20 feet long. Damn, nice veg room. 
Uh, how many HLGs one fit these? I don't know. I don't think I'd go with that. Would be a good uh-huh. fit in the room, or am I a better off buying my or bringing my 550 R specs from the flower room and replacing those with the 600 R specs? Thanks for yes. all the knowledge you provide and the community you guys have built. You said yes. Yes. Yeah. You need less light for veg, so you can cover a bit more uh, area with those five by fifties. I'll bet you cover at least a five by five area, maybe a six by six. And In a veg, a uh, five fifty should do a six by six. So think about it's eleven foot wide. That's two. You it, can just do it really. Two. It really depends on uh, kind of how you're planning on doing things. If this veg room is going to always be a veg room right. and it's never going to be a flower room, right? And you have a flower room that already has lights in it. Uh, it probably would benefit you to get their more uh, vegetative leaning spectrum for it because you will, get, yo. you will get the B spec. You will get tighter internodal spacing on there and uh, pretty much more vigorous uh, vegetative growth and health and vigor in the plant. Um, so, yeah, I would probably think about putting new light. If your lights are good in your flower room, if they're like 2.5 U moles a joule or better, um, I would probably just keep those there, keep the R spec there and get so, the vegetative lights. But if you plan on like doing a flip, where like maybe you you both room flowering and alternating which right. ones lights are on, then get the flowering spectrum or a general purpose one. But if it's purely going to be a bedroom right. and it's going to stay a bedroom, uh, it it is better to have a vegetative spectrum. And what uh, Kelvin? What is that? Uh, like a fifty five hundred or a five thousand Kelvin style. So the B spec says they're full sure spectrum white and four hundred and seventy nanometer blue. Where when you had the hence B spec, when the R spec has what is it, the 760 nanometer red, I believe, 660, it says Six, here. 660 and 630. Would be so you, you can veg with those fine, right? The it's, main, you're saying the difference is going to be internodal spacing. Any, and, any white light you can you can veg with and you can flower with. Uh, it, it comes down to plant morphology and like how you want the, to shape the plant based on the light that it's getting. If you want like in vegetative growth, we want tighter internodal spacing um, just so that when that plant stretches, your buds will be closer spaced together, uh, which is generally a good thing for yield. Um, so it's just those little things. Like if you don't have any light and you want to be able to flower in that room too, get a flowering light. It will do both. But if this is a for-purpose vegetative uh, right. area for the grow, having a veg light in there will be better. What were those far reds you were just showing, talking about, dude? What's the purpose of he those? Was, what did you say, those, 640, 660? 660 is not far red. It is just red. Okay. Um, and 630, those are the photosynthetic peaks uh, for chlorophyll. Got those it. must and be the... The diodes, when you look up into the light, that are which I don't recommend doing that, they're actually red looking. You don't on. ever look into that light, man, without glasses <laughs> on. Oh. Hey, red light is the safest light to look in if you're going to look in. It, it has like eight red lights in there and the rest of these fucking bright. You know what it reminds me of is shooting a gun with no uh, ear protection where you're just like, I wonder if it's ever going to get better. That's what happens when I look at that light, man. And it never gets all the way back. <laughs> I'm sorry, what'd you say? And uh, there are some good tips in here from Just Coolin. Is like, hey, that's a big bedroom. Give HLG a call. Like, they got good service. They can advise you. Soup saying, hey, if, you, if you're down with building a little bit, do the 260-watt B-spec kits because they're a great deal. And his first one, he was thinking about 150-watt lights. Just think about, I just, I mean... How many cords? Like you don't want to do a bunch of little lights. Uh-uh. You want to have you know, intense I get it for lights that give a hell of a lot of penetration, man. Well, if but if he did want to do little lights, it's not necessarily like you just have cords everywhere. They are pretty low amperage and they daisy chain together. 
Um, still. And, I mean, still, but you, it is an option. You don't have to have, like, individual cords run out to every single one. They can daisy together. Yeah, still. If you got a room that size, get the right lights, man. And those 550s are perfect. Um, well, and yeah. Well, the ones he has in bloom, I wouldn't move. The R specs. You're saying if you got more. I don't even know if they still have the 550s. I think it's the 600 that's the replacement. Yeah, I think they got it more efficient than where it was. A, it became a 500. I don't fucking know. They got a lot of good damn lights. And you know what? Call them. You're 100% right. Call them. And that's what you pay for, man. It's really good customer service. Uh, now we're going to pros list. They are HLG. So Dude Grows Pro coupon code. Yeah. Dude. All the coupon codes are listed out over at dudegrows.com forward slash pros. You can click a link on the homepage. If you're shopping for your grow, uh, I'm going to shout out to create trick solutions or more known to us, the Triaxi complete machine uh, coming back on board. I talked with um, Eileen the other day. Uh, she has some videos up now from Mitten Canico with Michigan Matt using the Triaxi complete machine. She's got new equipment in uh, and there's a little, she tells me this story when she calls, she's like, they did a study with cow shit, dude. I'm like, what? But listen, this is kind of interesting with the cow shit. In one study, the microbial killing capacity of aqueous and gaseous ozone in different surfaces contaminated with dairy cattle manure. They smeared cow feces on the walls made of four different materials, then used aqueous ozone at concentrations of 2, 4, and 9 ppm. If the surface was smooth, 2 ppm was sufficient to eliminate pathogens below a detectable limit within two minutes. However, 4 ppm was the best to kill all pathogens, regardless of surface material. Because she's like, they smeared it even on wood. And I'm like, okay. God, could you imagine if you're like in college and they're like, hey, look, man, you know, I know you're, you're, you're uh, I don't know, what are you working for? Your PhD. Today we got to smear poop on the walls, man. Do a little read. If you guys, I got the link on the pros list. You can go check out the videos and how Michigan Matt uses it. He uses it to clean in between as well as spray his plants in veg. So there's and definitely might as, well, might as well go over what uh, ozone is, right? It's got an extra oxygen. It's O3. Is that right? It's, instead it's of, instead of O2, like we breathe, right. it is O3. Um, Unstable as fuck, right? Uh, yes, it has a pretty big oxidative capacity, right. like more than bleach does, uh, on par with... Yeah, kind of like bleach, but but it's non chemical. Non chemical. uh, It is just water with ozone dissolved into it. Bleach is an oxidizer, but it uses some kind of it uses chlorine as an oxidizer. So Mm -hmm. this is just uh, you know using electricity to temporarily attach another oxygen molecule to be an oxidizer that way. Essentially, yeah. Let's go with that, (laughs) Scotty. They got a couple different units over there, guys. They got a big unit that, like, for commercial facility, they got a couple smaller units. We'll try and get her on the show as well and get a little bit more information and hang out. But uh, check them out in the pros list, dubros.com forward slash pros, Traxy. And you can hook it up. Definitely save money, and uh, depending on what products you're using, like, no more bleach, that's for sure. I don't like the smell of bleach anyway. No, no. COVID's got me done with the smell of bleach. Clorox wipes. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Argos, man? What's your hempy dissection? Yeah, man, I told you this shit wasn't going right for me at those hempies. And I was like, man, why does some of them look fine? And I thought it was the light. And I'm like, nah, these two hazes in the corner look fucking perfectly fine. And so I started, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice one. Just, 
And it's like week three, maybe week four. I'd have to check the what fucking day is. Ooh, they went the 15th. So it's just about week four. And sure. they're just, there's, you know, once they slow down, why bother keeping them? If you got some other, you know, <laughs> veg plants, just fucking yank them. What are you going to spend another four or five, you know, four or five weeks with them while they're just, just a shell of what they could have been? So I don't know. That's my philosophy. So anyway, I took one up in the one, uh, the face off OG that got just calcium deficient. It just looked weird. So I pulled it out and really dissected it. And I looked and there was about a half inch of perlite on there. And I was like, fuck, I remember when I was doing, I'm doing a bucket in bucket system now. Okay. It's like when you take a five gallon bucket and nest it in another one, mm-hmm. there's like a three yeah. and a half inch lip. So there's three yep. and a half inches below of water. And I was concerned a hempy bucket you know, is supposed to have two inches of water. And I know just from deep water culture, the more water you get, just, uh, I don't know. I was worried. I think it deviated from when I first learned about hempies, it said, don't fucking try to reinvent this. This shit works awesome. So just, <laughs> of course. I'm but having I, fun thinking about stuff though, too, because I've been trying to figure out how, and just to play in the grow a little bit. I got my, you know, using my radical bags dialed in. Um, irrigation though, I've been trying to think how can I come up with a neat way to sub irrigate a radical bag? I haven't figured right? it out in, in my head yet, but with the design of the bag, I think it'd be cool. I just need an irrigation system because I, realized eventually I'm not going to be here and summertime is coming and I have to water every day right now. Currently I'm watering every single day. The plants are loving it. They're performing great, but I can't, I can't trust like another, I got a couple neighbors maybe, but I'd rather just know um, that I have dialed in with the irrigation, which again, still has, can have its, you can have pump failures. I hate having to rely on pumps fully. I was even thinking about maybe you have any design of mounting a reservoir up in my rafters so I could just gravity feed hose down down into the plants, but I guess the only way to disperse drip that system. is like blue. What? Just a simple fucking drip system. You get yourself fifty foot or twenty foot of uh, that nice soft half inch hose from the grocery store. You get a fifty dollar pump and a and a timer. If you're going out of town, you take three or four drippers, you poke them in there, you can get that drip line just you know by the foot. You can yeah. get 10, 15 foot of that, put three or four drippers in each one and run it for a minute and do that, you know, it, during the day three times. You're right, because like I that. do have a couple cycle stats sitting around I'm not using, and I could start to play with it now right. and actually get that cyclical. Is that what it's called? Watering down mm-hmm. to where I, because I got to yep. play with that where like maybe y'all will have those drippers come on for X amount of time. Bro, last night I felt like a total plant abuser. I stayed up way too, like I fell asleep on the couch. My wife and kid aren't here, man. So I was kind of like watching TV on the couch. Yeah, I was like, I get up, it's fucking 147. And I'm like, I haven't watered those plants. I have like these three gallon vegers. Like I got the hempies that are all right, but I haven't watered those plants since two days ago. Like yesterday they didn't need it. I'm going in the grow today. And it was fucking 147 in the morning. I was like still half asleep. And I was like, do I go? Do I not? And uh, I didn't do it, man. I didn't do it. You know what I did do is I made sure that I had the same thing where I was like, do the goats have water? And I felt so bad that I made sure that they had water. But I walked by the. I went back to, to sleep before I did the plants. Thank God they're OK. Thank you. Man, so much. I would be. Yeah, I can't miss a night. They'd be wilted. They would not be happy for sure because I run a hot tent. You know, my tent's up at 86. 86 degrees usually so i'm 82 i'm at 82 in there it feels hot my glasses steam up as soon as i go in it's about 65 i also bought some uh monosicilic acid uh that's what helps you 
That's what will help. And that turned into being like, all right, damn it. If I'm going to use this, I'm going to buy a pH pen. And I broke down and I bought a Blue Lab pH pen. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm really going to take care of it this time. So I ordered a Blue Lab pH pen care kit. (laughs) So... What do you think the idea, the idea is? Don't let that water, the little the moisture, or whatever it is inside the bulb, dry out. Uh, Ooh, I've had it's it's more complicated than that. Ooh, because it'll absorb shit through it, there, it, right? It's a, a membrane that lets things go in and out, and you have to <laughs> keep the right amount of potassium ions in there. So that's why those like storage solutions right. uh, that you keep it in, uh, it's, potas- it's potassium chloride. Right. It keeps it, it at the right amount of saturation. Uh, those are very important for the proper care of a pH pen. Oh, I Kim, included Kim in my Lab care 101. Kit. I like um, that. Ooh. But Ooh. I put my my monosicilic acid into my mix, plain water. You right, one, put that in one more, Chris. First. Silicic. Yeah, you know what? I've been saying it wrong, too. I got it. Monosilicic acid, right? Mm-hmm. Which we should tell everybody is a concentrated, more plant-available form of silica, correct? It's At a what, lower ratio per gallon it's cleaner well it's what potassium silicate will get turned into by uh, microbial action and over time in the soil so it's what actually gets absorbed by the plants and you're skipping that whole phase of it taking a long time to go through that microbial action or just break down over time uh, for it to be available as monosilicic acid this gets it in there in a plant available form right away do you find that half a mil per gallon fucks with your ph i did not my ph went up to 9.3 so yeah, that's why I bought the pen. I had to bring it back down with a little earth juice, natural pH down crystals. 9.3 at a half mil per gallon? It was, uh, this one's at almost a mil. You can go like a mil. I think it was at a mil per gallon. Huh. Um, I didn't think, I mean, I guess it maybe has to do with putting those new mil in there, but I didn't I didn't find it. I actually just used a manual pH tester. Little well, I knew, I knew my, my starting pH off the taps right around seven. Right. And I put the S, uh, mono... Solicit. Solicit. Are we doing Solicit. that? You got it. You guys got it. I'm proud. Acid in, and it brought it to 9.3. So then I pH down before adding my nutrients so I could get my NPH range of about anywhere from upper 5, 5.9 five, to 6.5. I'm happy right. with that. Right. So a little bit of pain in the arse, but I wanted, I haven't been using any of, of the silica, and I wanted to see, and I can use that all the way through bloom, right? Use that up until flush, correct? Uh, silica? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I haven't gotten there yet, all right? You can. Sorry, I was yawning. <laughs> oh, really? That's not yeah. what's happening here. <laughs> We're boring you, I see. It's not. I just had to yawn. <laughs> well, then I'll unbore you and tell me who is slinging some recharge these days. Ooh, Cannabis Farmers Union. Uh, shout out to Albert in Oxford, Maine. Wow, the Cannabis Farmers Union. That sounds awesome. I'm telling you, and we've been invited up there. Maine sounds like a cool place. It does. Might have to check it out. In the summer, you know, you get a convertible. It's like my cousin Vinny a little bit, you know. And uh, we've got a DGC up there that just invited me to go fly fishing at his favorite fly fishing spot. So I might have to take him up on that one. (laughs) Come on, I can't. Can I read this comment from uh, Beast Coast 777? Yeah, man, for a little recharge it up. Thank you. My local grow store suggested your product. Little did I know what I was getting myself into. After true treatments, my ladies went right to 70s porn bush. Ah, <laughs> now I have to move good. my plants out of my tent to make my room for these four ladies. Holy shit. Amazing product. Keep up the great work. Good review there, Beast. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Very cool. 
Farmers, Farmers Union. All right. You guys had a good time. We helped you grow. Here, grow, grow the dank for you and your family and your friends. Dogrows.com forward slash support. Get yourself grown. Hell, you get some seeds and some recharger and get good to go. Hell yeah. I'm going to shout out first off. DGC, what's up? Steve Olmatic, how's it going? And uh, Cam Grew. Cam, oh, shouldn't it be Cam Grew? Steve Grew? Cam Grew. Cam Grew. Hey, you know, it's fine. You don't know his story. Uh, pumpkin Guy 420. I got a couple of giant pumpkin seeds. I'm waiting for them to sprout. And Bullfrog 420. What's up, bird turd? What's yeah. Up, bird what's up, bird? Nemo Grower. Been a bird turd. Do you really care what kind of bird it was? Just asking. <laughs> Chuck you up, the chronic. How'd I do? <laughs> What's up, the weeder money? And thank you very much. Thank you very much, green guy. Thank, thank you very much, sir. Stay higher, my friends. Until next time, we be coming at you, waking in a bacon, and uh, yeah, it's almost summer, summertime. We're gonna have to start playing some DJ Jazz Jeff Fresh Prince. Yeah. Okay, once, once for like 30 seconds. I'll sing it next show. It's one of those things that's better to remember it. All right. He's out. Take her easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the tank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a tube. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the bells on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. It's just weird, it's just weird I like to smoke it out in Look at me, smoking weed, I ain't done nothing wrong.